Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur and property investor. This series is dedicated to one of my most favorite topics, which is money. And the reason for that is simply because most people don't like talking about money. They're not comfortable with money. They've been grown up or they've grown up with certain uh, hesitation or issues or hangups or around money, which I'll cover for you uh, as this episode and this uh, particular series uh, progresses because once I was able to understand money, uh, I don't want to say master it because I think eh, everybody thinks whatever they record uh, is some form of mastery. So I won't say master, but I'll say becoming a serious student of understanding how money moves, uh, how to make money, uh, and the relationship you can have with money. The minute I that clicked, the penny dropped. Uh, that really did transform the way that I think uh, about money, the relationship I have with money. Uh, and uh, before we go any further, it's nothing to do with being in love with money or being totally money motivated. In fact, those are uh, the two of the things that repel money from coming to you. So in this particular uh, episode, we're going to talk about budgeting. But as the series goes on, I'll be sharing other things with you, which I'm confident uh, you'll not, not only find useful, but very practical, so you'll be able to implement them in your life and your business straight away. So one of the biggest ones by far is budgeting. And many people uh, live their lives and their business without a budget. They're completely unaware of how much money they spend month to month. Uh, and that leaves them in difficulty because they soon start overspending and then they get loans to fund their lifestyle then they get credit cards to fund their lifestyle, then they're borrowing uh, money from their friends, and then they fall into that trap of robbing Peter to pay Paul. And that partly, to, and to quite some extent in fact, uh, is down to bad budgeting. And budgeting enables someone to ensure that they always have money for the things that they need, and they have money allocated for some of the things that they may want too. So rather than, let's say you want a, a new uh, laptop and uh, it costs £2,000. So rather than just saying, I'll buy it now, even if you don't have the money and whacking it on your credit card, you'd build up a habit to budget for it uh, and then treat yourself to that laptop uh, once you've saved those funds. Uh, that's the way most people were, were brought up as children in terms of they saved up their pocket money and then they were able to buy something. But as we grow up, sometimes we forget that habit and we want everything now because we live in a world where everybody wants everything now. Instant gratification uh, is the way forward, unfortunately, for most people, but it doesn't always work that way and I don't think it should either. Uh, and there's joy and uh, enjoyment uh, when you save for something and then you buy it. Uh, I think you treat it with, with more respect with, and you look after it better and you appreciate it more. Uh, and so it's a good habit to uh, save 
you know, as much as you can uh, towards the, the things that they buy. If you budget properly, it's going to prevent you from getting into debt. Uh, and it can also help you to get out of debt because you can save money and you can repay the debt and some people are paying extortionate amounts of interest uh, on their debt because it was debt that they did not intend to accumulate in the first place because they thought they would pay it back on time but they haven't and now they're paying very high rates of interest and it's all because they wanted something uh, to buy or they hadn't budgeted properly so they just whack it on their credit cards or some other form of a loan uh, and then they regret it later. Uh, they can also be used uh, to help save for a long-term goal. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a laptop. It could be a holiday. It could be your retirement, which I strongly advise you to save towards and plan towards because that's extremely important uh, because we're all going to get old uh, if we ever get there. So you might as well plan to have a good retirement and a good life after you stop working. And if you're in business, obviously after you stop running your business. Uh, so budgeting long term can make it easier to spot potential future problems and therefore you can adjust uh, what you're doing right now to try and avoid those things. Uh, and if you're married or in a long term relationship, uh, then budgeting can help you avoid arguments. I'm not going to go into that too much. I don't know much about your personal life. I don't think you want to, you're too interested in my personal life. Uh, the fact of the matter is uh, budgeting and money or lack of money or not being organized can cause arguments. So if you're in a relationship, then I think both uh, parties should budget together uh, and have your own pots as well. So you spend money on your own things, but also then uh, the pot you have together, you collectively spend that on whatever your needs and wants are. And disputes, disputes over finances are one of the most common issues within relationships. So if nothing else from this series, I hope you take away that if you have, have a life partner or a spouse that you budget and plan together and hopefully that's going to help you to reduce mistakes. Uh, within how you spend your money and that's going to stop and eliminate you from having disputes. So let me look at the 10 big mistakes I think uh, people make when budgeting. The first one is budgeting the same for each month. So people forget to consider birthdays, anniversaries, special occasions, stag dues, other things that are going on. So Make sure you have a budget, by the way, uh, and then if you are budgeting, remember month to month it's going to change depending on those uh, special events or occasions that might take place and budget for those uh, in that particular month. The second one is shifting too drastically from pre-budget spend straight away. So you see something, like I said earlier, you like it, you buy it, you think it doesn't matter, I'll make up for it later. No, you have to be disciplined. And it's a key trait and behavior uh, to have a habit, to build that habit and then stick to the habit. So it doesn't matter how you budget. And I am going to share uh, how I think you, you ought to budget based on how I do it. Uh, but the, the key thing to take away is to make sure that you actually build the habit. Whether you put 10% here or 15% there, it doesn't matter too much because over time, what's going to happen is you're, it, you're going to self-correct through iteration. But if you don't make a start, then you're not going to be able to get to where you need to get to. The third one is people don't have an emergency fund. Uh, I recommend and suggest that you have a fund of at least six months of your overheads and bills in a savings account, slush fund, rainy day fund, 
call it what you like. Uh, but it's important to have those funds there because things can go wrong. And when I used to say this, this previously, people used to look at me with dismay and horror. Oh, how on earth can I have six months worth, worth of funds? And then something called COVID-19 hit and people soon were facing possibly bankruptcy, facing losing their job on furlough, not getting all of their salary, and then they had to eat into their savings. Those who actually had six months or more found it easier than those who didn't. The fourth one is those small invisible incidentals, although they're not that incidental, uh, are the, the cost that you incur without thinking about it. So these are those teas, those coffees uh, and other beverages that you might take going out for lunch using public transport. Those small kind of things that add up, but you don't pay attention to them. When you budget and you list out all your expenditure, you'll then see, my God, I'm spending, let's say 10 pounds a day on Costa Starbucks or wherever you prefer to have your tea or coffee, if it's tea or coffee or whatever the cost might be. Then you add that up to the week, to the month, to the quarter, to the year, you realize, hold on a moment, I'm spending three grand on X, whatever X may be. Uh, that will soon, uh, help you focus on that and think okay maybe i need to reduce this not only will that end up being good for your health more often than not depending on the expenditure uh, but it's also going to help you to uh, possibly reduce your spend on that now imagine you've got three or four things like that where you're spending money regularly frequently and it adds up to two or three grand per item per year and you've got like i said three or four items so you're looking at nine to twelve grand uh, per year on things you're spending on which you maybe don't need to and you haven't thought about it and you don't know it costs you that much, uh, you'll soon start focusing on how you can improve that. The fifth one, and this is one we're all guilty of and one uh, that I'm sure you've heard of before, which is comparing ourselves to others. Because no two people are in the exact same circumstances. Don't worry about all of those people who are ahead of you. By the way, do look at them do look at what they do, how they behave, look at their habits uh, and use that as inspiration uh, so that if you want to get there, you can get there. But don't beat yourself all, all day, bang, 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 saying I'm not good enough or I'm, I'm not doing as well. Think about where you are. Think about all of those people you are ahead of, okay? Uh, and be grateful for that. And then plan and think, okay, I want to get to X point which is something which you uh, aspire towards uh, and work towards getting that by being uh, ruthless, ruthlessly focused on your budget. But don't beat yourself up about it. The sixth one, uh, again, easy to, to fall into. Uh, people create a budget, let's say on a basic spreadsheet uh, and they think their life's done now, they've conquered budgeting, they know exactly how it's going to work. They don't update the budget. Well, there's no point having a budget if you don't update it because budgets change. That's why it's called a budget. Uh, so update your budget regularly, review it regularly, uh, and then when you incur new expenditure, add that in uh, so that you can, for example, if you've taken a, a, a new phone, it's costing you 10 pound extra a month, update your budget for that every, every single month going forward, but try your best not to move away from the budget stick to it as best as you can. And what I, I do is I have a, a, a variance uh, column as well. So 
column A could be budget, B what I've actually spent, C uh, is the variance. Have I gone over or below? Below is good by the way, but if you go over, there's a problem because you're spending more than you ought to. Number seven, cutting out all the fun things. You're not going to stick to your budget if you cut out all of those fun things that you enjoy. I mean, that could be uh, having a coffee or a cake, a pint or a pie, whatever you like. Don't totally cut it out unless it's obviously for health reasons or other reasons. Uh, so keep some of the fun things in there because if you take all of that out, you're going to be pretty bored with it. You're not going to like your budget. It's going to be hard for you to change your habits uh, and there's no fun in it. So we don't want to take the fun out of it. We just want you to be able to manage and control the, the situation better. So leave the fun things in there. But at the end, I'm going to share with you what percentages you could use for those things. So watch until the end. And if you like this video, click like so I know you've liked it. Share a comment. If you have a question, ask a question. I'll happily answer that question for you. If you have any of the comments in terms of the content, how it could be better, how it could be different, what other types of content you want, please let me know because the more feedback you give me, the better I'll get at taking in the feedback and improving, changing, giving you what you want. The more you'll watch the content and we'll have a, a, a happy and a fruitful relationship. And that's the aim of the game. Number eight. Uh, not working together as a household, I covered that earlier in terms of if you have a life partner or a spouse uh, that you cohabit with, uh, budget with them together, doing it independently causes friction, problems, questions, issues, all of the, all the other things which if you have a partner you'll know about so I won't spend too long on that. Number nine, forgetting to incorporate income tax, national insurance, corporation tax, all that into a budget. Uh, and people struggle with that a lot. That usually obviously applies more to people who have their own business as opposed to those who are employed because obviously they're on PAYE and they get their uh, income after tax. Uh, so a nice simple thing to do with that is to have a tax account and a VAT account with, with your link with your business accounts. So you move the VAT if you're VAT registered into the VAT account uh, every week or every month, whichever works for you better. Uh, weekly is better, but even if you do it monthly, it's better than not doing it at all. Same with your corporation tax and your income tax. Move that into your tax account. Do not touch those funds. Leave them in there. When it comes to the end of the quarter, pay your VAT. The money is there. You pay it. Same with your corporation tax, your income tax. The money is there. You pay it. Because of what I find is usually people at the end of the year then or the quarter scrounge around trying to find money. They need an overdraft. They're applying for working capital. They're trying to get a loan from somewhere else. They're trying to get their clients to, to pay them quicker. They start offering discounts. It's all a downward spiral. Don't do that. Budget for your taxes. And number 10, people are busy. So not everybody shops around for the best deal. Now, I'm not saying spend six hours on the internet uh, trying to save two pounds, but do shop around, spend uh, depending on the uh, expenditure or, or the value of the product. If you're buying something for, for £2,000, spending half an hour on Google, for example, searching for the best price isn't going to kill you. If you're buying something for £10, don't spend half an hour. Okay, because uh, even if you save uh, 50p, 50p uh, is not worth uh, your half an hour. So you've got to value your own time. That I'm going to cover on a different uh, episode in this particular series. Uh, and in addition to these uh, 10 items, if you're still struggling, speak to a financial advisor or a friend who's financially astute. They'll be able to help you with this. They can even, even look at your budget, review, review it if you're happy to share 
your personal figures with them and they can they can point you in the right direction there are loads of apps i'm not gonna recommend one particular one to you uh have find those apps use those apps they work pretty well and they are well worth having now how i suggest you should uh distribute uh your income around about 60 percent of your income will go towards paying your mortgage or your rent uh, and the average is about 30 to 40 percent uh, in the uk which goes towards the mortgage or the rent that leaves you between uh, 20 to 30 percent for your other expenditure so spend 60 percent of your income on your overheads and your expenditure 10 percent must go towards investments these are capital appreciating assets okay uh, so whether you buy stocks and shares whether you buy property whether you invest in, in something else which ought to go up in value whether you want to loan money to other people and charge interest that's totally up to you i don't do that by the way but if you wanted to uh, you can do uh, but invest the, the, that 10 percent somewhere where it's going to go up in value and of course then enable you to earn some income from it as well that gets you to let's say 70 percent another uh, 10% uh, you should budget towards your reserve account or your rainy day or your slush fund uh, so that when things go wrong you've got the money there saved up backed up and you can use it whenever you like that gets you to 80% 5% a minimum of 5% by the way uh, I would say ring fence into a charity account and then give that money to any charity of your choice. If 5% seems too high to you, start with 1%. I assure you, especially if you're in business, what's going to happen is if you start with 1%, you're soon going to start increasing that number uh, because there's this concept of uh, the more you give, the more you get. And as you'll see in terms of the funds that you're giving away to uh, a particular community, or a particular cause or a particular particular country or a particular charity whatever you want to do with it uh, to to do good the more good you do the more you'll get back in return and that then gets you to 90 percent and then the final 10 percent which is also extremely important is on your lifelong learning so this is on your education reading books whether it's physical whether it's on audible whether it's going on on uh, courses seminars webinars mastermind groups coaching all of that stuff okay on your personal development on your learning because the, the more you invest in yourself okay the, the bigger and the better return you're going to get over time that gets you to 100 percent don't get hung up on those on those numbers if your mortgage is higher or your rent is higher for now just start tracking it and distributing it over time you'll get better at it the better you get at it uh, what you'll find is uh, the more income you'll generate but if you can keep your overhead, i.e. your rent or your mortgage below 30%, ideally 20 to 25%, the more money you'll have to do other things. That might seem a long way away for you right now. And you might think, I can't do that right now, Shaz, that's not possible. But make a start on budgeting and putting money into different pots. And over time, what you'll find is uh, you'll be able to distribute it into the different pots uh, in a very good manner. 
And I actually, because I think it's important to, to give credit, I actually learned this from a book called The Richest Man in Babylon. So if you haven't read that book, read that book. Uh, but make a start, don't get hung up on the numbers and see what your numbers look like. Once you build up the habit, you'll then slowly, slowly start moving things around and budgeting and planning in a much better way. Uh, ideally, all of the things I've run you through have separate bank accounts for them, so you can end up with seven or eight bank accounts for the different things that you have. Uh, but in the end, if you transfer money there and use them for that particular purpose, you'll be more disciplined than most of the people and you'll be able to attract more money in your life. Don't miss the next episode uh, because that's going to go into detail on another concept of money. I hope you like this. Please click like, post a comment. Let me know if you like the content. Let me know what other content you want and I will try my best to deliver that to you. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.